Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for another opportunity to have this meeting today. We want to thank you for how you have been helping us in our study on the book of Haggai. As we continue now, please, Father, open our hearts and our understanding and help us to receive your word. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. I'm going to read Haggai chapter 2, verse 8. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. So far, we've seen how God said he was going to shake the earth, the nations, and cause the desire of nations to come to the building of the temple in Haggai's time. And one of the things that he implied would happen so that the temple can be built is that he will send resources into that work. And that is because the silver and the gold belong to him. When we use the expression or when we see the expression silver and gold in the Bible, we are speaking largely of money, but we are also speaking of resources needed for God's work. And these resources may not be money. They may be materials, they may be people, and so on and so forth. And I want us to note that when we speak of silver and gold, we are not speaking of our own wants or desires, but God's desires and our needs. There's a difference between what we want and desire and what we need. God will send to us what we need, but what we want is a different matter. The Bible tells us that the resources of the earth belong to God, and he gives these resources to whosoever he pleases. He can also direct his resources into wherever he chooses. That was why God could give Cyrus the resources of the world and asked him to direct the resources to the building of the temple in Jerusalem. In Psalm 50, God said that every beast of the forest belongs to him and that the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. He says the birds of the mountains are his and the wild beasts of the fields belong to him. Indeed, he told them that if they were hungry, he's not going to tell them that he's hungry. He'll just go and take what he wants to take and nobody will know whether he has eaten it or not. And then in Psalm 24 verse 1, he says the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Indeed, everything belongs to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible tells us that there is nothing that we have that God did not first give to us. In John chapter 3, verse 27, John the Baptist said, There is nothing that anyone receives except it has been given to him from heaven. In fact, after David had contributed all his money for the building of the temple that Solomon was going to build, he prayed and thanked God and said that it was God that gave him what he was given to the building of the temple. So indeed, the silver and the gold belong to God. All the resources in the world belong to God. And he can direct it to wherever he wants the resources to be directed. God can give you all that you need for yourself and for the work that he has called you to do. For example, in the wilderness, God provided manna for Israel. Manna was not provided for just one day or one year, but for 40 years without fail. Indeed, one time when they craved for meat, God commanded quails, edible birds, to gather in a heap. And the children of Israel went and took whatever they wanted to take and they ate. Unfortunately, because it was a craving from them, God destroyed some of them while the meat was still in their mouth. God destroyed them because they craved for meat and also because they were testing God and saying, Can God provide meat in the wilderness? We are not to query God or question whether God can provide for his work because God can. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 17 about how God caused ravens to bring meat to Elijah at the brook Cherith. 
These are birds that normally would eat meat, yet God commanded those same birds to bring meat to Elijah. In the same way, God commanded a widow to feed Elijah with her last meal, and that last meal became a new beginning for that woman. So what can we learn from that statement that God made, the silver is mine and the gold is mine? The first one is very easy, and that is that everything belongs to God. Every resource in the world, every nation in the world, every individual in the world, everything belongs to God. In fact, the Bible says that the hearts of princes and kings are in the hands of God. He can stir them as he desires. Number two, never doubt God's ability to provide for you or his work by your hands. If it is the work of God, he will provide for his work himself. And because you are a work of God, God will provide for you as well. That brings us to the third thing, that is, stop trying to do the things of God in your power. Human effort is not going to do the work of God. The work of God is done by the Spirit of God. The work of God is prosecuted in the power of God. That brings us to the fourth point. Trust God for your sustenance and for His work. Trust God to sustain you. Trust God to sustain His work. Do not allow yourself to fall into despair. Just trust God. That brings us to point number five. When there is a need, tell God in prayer and at the appropriate time, he will do it. Do not think that God has abandoned you. Just continue to talk to him in prayer at the right time when it is needed. God knows when those resources are needed. He will provide it at the exact time. And if for any reason there is a time lapse between the time when he should have brought it and when he actually brings it, he will give the grace for every hand to be stayed whilst you are waiting for him to perform his work. That brings us to point number six. Let us not be like the Israelites who use God's resources to build a gold calf to worship. God had stirred the hearts of the Egyptians to give silver, gold, bronze, all kinds of jewels to the Israelites before they departed from Egypt. God had in mind to use those resources for the building of the tabernacle in the wilderness. But while Moses had gone up to the mountain to receive the instructions on what they would use the items for, the people asked Aaron to build for them a god, and Aaron used those items to make a gold calf, and they began to worship the gold calf. Sadly, today many Christians are worshipping silver and gold. Sadly, today many Christians are building structures and monuments that they are worshipping with the resources that God has given to them to do his work. So let us not be like the Israelites. Let us make sure that we use God's resources for God's work. Finally, God wants you to know without a shadow of doubt that he owns everything in the world and he has the power to command them when and where needed. So do not be in despair. Just continue to trust God. In conclusion, we want to ask a question. Why then do we experience lack? Why is it that sometimes we experience a period when we don't have or when it seems like nothing has come in. I will read Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, 
that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Speaking through Moses to the children of Israel, God said to them, and by extension, he's speaking to you and I. He said, I caused you to go hungry. I allowed you to suffer lack. And then I provided you with manna. Manna can be described as the grace of God upon your life when what you need is not available. And so God is saying to you and I that I am giving you grace in the absence of the substance that I want you to have. Because I want you to realize that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So when we do not have, we rely on God. When we do not have, we trust God's word. And so the question for you and I today is, will we trust God from now on? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word today. Indeed, we testify that the silver is yours and the gold is yours. Indeed, all the resources in the world belong to you. We testify that you give it to whosoever you will and you send it to wherever you desire. We know that you have not abandoned us and you have not forsaken us or forgotten us. We are confident that at the appropriate time, you will send what we need our way. We are confident that at the appropriate time, you will shake the nations. You will shake whatever you need to shake to bring the resources our way. I pray that you will help us not to misappropriate your resources. I pray that you will help us not to turn your resources into idols for worship. I pray that whenever we seem to be experiencing a period of lack, we will remember that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I also pray that at such times, that Father, you will send us a word in season to comfort us and exhort us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.